one of the things is just intentional simplicity. And part of that is because we want to see more churches planted, or we want to see churches revitalized, whichever of the two. Um, and we also want to send guys out to do that work. And if, if the bar is set too high, then it almost hinders that. And so, and just practically, me being bivocational, there's just less that I can do. Mm-hmm. And so if, we're, if things are simple, then they're more attainable. And that's not to say that if it's not simple, then it's wrong or anything like that. It's just the unique situation that we're in. We have to be committed to being simple. It's okay. Otherwise, we're all going to get burnt out real quick. You're listening to the Send Columbus podcast, a conversation for developing strategies and sharing stories as we plant churches everywhere for everyone. Your hosts are Sin City missionary Chad Grigsby and church planting catalyst Jason Phillips. Hey, welcome to the Sin Columbus podcast. My name is Jason Phillips. I am joined by our Sin City missionary, Chad Grigsby. Welcome, Chad. Good to be here with you, Jason. Yeah, good to be here too. I'm excited about today's guest. We got our pal Rob Kane here with us. Rob, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so thanks for having me. Yeah. So nice to be in this beautiful studio. <laughs> My goodness, guys. Yeah. Isn't um, our office amazing? I it mean, is. We, I like the I like the baby Yoda up there. I like the pug painting. <laughs> yeah. The Cavs logo. Very nice. Very Maybe nice. we should do a video podcast sometime so that people can, can get the ambiance. Bring the listeners in. Did you see the Harambe picture? Yeah, that's the most important part of our um, <laughs> awesome. our office is that I have a framed Harambe picture, which I did not do myself, though I wish I would have. Uh, somebody actually like placed it in my office one time. And do you know who it was? I don't, I think it was Christy Lowe, but I'm not hundred percent sure. There are so. several people placing things in people's offices around this place. Uh, I like it. You that like are, it. um, um, uh, how do you say unsolicited? It's a tasteful picture for Ambe. <laughs> it's the best one. Keep probably. the memory alive. Yeah. Well, yeah. Rest in peace. That's Good right. See you. But no, I, I'm the, um, thank you for having me. I'm yeah. the, one of the pastors at Citizens Church here in Westerville, um, the greater Columbus area, and we are a relatively new church, which is probably one of the reasons why you're having me on the podcast, yeah. Church Planting Podcast, makes total <laughs> sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we started things in 2020, awesome year to start anything, really. Really great timing. Yeah, yeah thank you. Um, just the wisdom of me, I guess. <laughs> Almost prophetic, maybe. Yeah, like, right. What's the year that's the best? Wow, well, twenty twenty up. What would have been one. really nice is if, with the whole co-vocational conversation that we're getting ready to have, is if it would have been like, yeah, my my side job is hand sanitizer, mm. and then all of a sudden COVID <laughs> happens and or the whole ministry is self sustaining or toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. my so. my mother in law works at the paper mill in Chillicothe that creates Clorox wipes. So wow. it was a great time. It was a good year. Business. Yeah, yeah they're flush with cash. Yes. Yep. <laughs> good for them. But yeah, that's that's me. I'm, I'm married with, uh, to my wife, Danielle, with two kids, a daughter, Finley, who just turned three, and another daughter named Lennon, who just turned six months. That's crazy. Yeah. Remember when Lennon was born. Yeah. Six months. Wow. I know. Yeah. You visit us in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. So, well... As, as much, much as, as you could, could during pulled COVID. up to the door. Yeah, basically saw I came you, running out. Saw you on the curb and threw something uh-huh. at you. I think that's uh-huh. what, hey Rob, we care about you guys here. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had a baby in 2022, mm-hmm. and it was um, funny because like both my parents and Leah's parents were like outside the window, and we they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's amazing. It's just a weird, yeah, it's a weird crazy. Thing. Yeah, it is. 
Now, did you intentionally name your church Citizen Kane, and then your last name is Kane? I, is I that, kid you not, <laughs> guys. This is this is. <laughs> This is don't a, lie. I literally lie. had that never even crossed my mind. <laughs> and within the last month, I've probably heard it half a dozen times. Oh, and there was good. no intent. It was like a total oversight. Oh, no. Because as soon as someone said it, it was like a glass shattering moment for me. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, no. No, it's like fantastic. People are going to think. Yeah. But yeah, it was actually our third choice. We oh, okay. were initially looking at uh, being Emmanuel Baptist. And then we. Um, we're looking at Redeemer and realized that everyone is naming their churches Redeemer because the Tim Keller movement. And mm. so we were like, okay, we want it to be something along those lines. And so we just ended up looking at yeah. Ephesians 2, 19 through 20 and went with Citizens. I like, I like it. I like it a lot too. I like it too. It's really cool. And Can then we play Citizen Kane every other Sunday. Do you? <laughs> no. I need we to go not. there sometime. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I've watched that movie. I don't really, I don't connect. With it, I haven't seen it either, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, just kind of how you came to Church Plant? Yeah, so um, try to keep it brief, but um, always kind of wanted to be a faithful church member and grew up in um, a church that had like just some wonderfully godly people, and I grew a lot there, and I just wanted to be a faithful church member, be in, work in the marketplace and serve maybe be a deacon someday or an elder or something like that, but never had any intention of planting a church or even being in pastoral ministry um, in a full-time sense. And so went to um, a school here in Ohio that claimed to be a Christian school and um, took a Christian beliefs class. And in the first class, the professor uh, spent the whole class trying to kind of shake the student's paradigm of what their beliefs of scripture were. Mm. And um, his main point for that first class was to to confirm with everybody that the scriptures are errant, they do have errors, and that hell's not real, the flood didn't happen, um, Jonah and the whale was a myth. Um, and, and I knew that I disagreed with this, mm-hmm. but I did not know my Bible well enough to be able to push back in a meaningful way. And so I tried, and um, but then the Lord just pushed me to obviously get into Scripture more. So as I did that, I developed a love for Scripture and wanted to see people know what the text says, know what the Word says, and found myself um, starting Bible studies and trying to walk with guys. And then the Lord just put a desire in my heart to see a church planted. So we jumped through a lot of hoops. Eventually we ended up down in Louisville for seminary at Southern Seminary, came back up to the Westerville area, helped plant LifePoint Westerville, and now we have planted Citizens Church in, in Westerville as well. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Now you're, I think you've had kind of a unique uh, process in, in planting in that you have a full-time job. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's kind of a more of an emphasis on kind of covo planting these days which is hey i'm going to use my vocation uh and and use my presence in the marketplace not only to fund yeah. you know my church planting efforts because we all know there's not a lot of money in church planting right. uh, uh or i'm going to use it strategically for mission because my job positions me to reach people better than it would be not working so there's that kind of covo side 
And then there's the Bivo side that's like, well, I've got to do something while I try to get this thing off the ground, but my hope is to eventually be full time. So when you think about those two ideas of Covo, Bivo, what, where do you fit and where do you see yourself kind of going in the future? Yeah. Um, I would, I would fall more so into that Bivo camp because my desire is to be full time Mm. in ministry. Yeah. Like you said, planting a church, there's, there's a very limited amount of funds Mm. and, you got to find ways to, to pay your bills. Yeah. And um, one of the gifts has been, I mean, the job that I have, my my bosses are aware of my desire to be in full-time ministry. Yeah. I think the last, oh, shoot, three or four jobs, I've just let my bosses know, like, hey, I, I'm excited about the opportunity here. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> to step into this role. Um, however, here's the caveat. My desire to sometimes be in full-time ministry. I can't promise that I'm going to be here for the next five to 10 years. Yeah. Um, and so my, my bosses have been very understanding, which praise God for, mm. and they've allowed me to have the flexibility to take care of the things I need to take care of with the church, which is another gift um, that not everybody in a bivocational yeah. um, sphere even has the, mm. the gift of having that kind of flexibility. Yeah. So I'm in a very fortunate spot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my desire someday is to be full-time pastoral ministry. Rob, I, I, I love that. I, I think we need, absolutely need full-time pastors. I think we need bivocational pastors. I think we need co-vocational pastors and planters. Amen. I think there's a lot of people sitting in the pew thinking, man, does God want me to do more than lead a life group? Not that leading a life group is bad. Or yeah. does God want me to do more than serving kids or greeting or connections? Those are great things. But there's something stirring in them in the in the pew, if you will, no, we don't use pews very much anymore, but in the sanctuary, in the, in the yeah. san- I say sanctuary a lot. Yeah, I, I try to always call <laughs> the auditorium here the sanctuary. Uh-huh. If you know Dean at all, we don't have a sanctuary. I correct myself very quickly. We don't have a bulletin. We have a listening guy. Yeah. So. Terms are important. Yes. Um, <laughs> Words mean things. But I do think if we created more pathways for guys to get into planting without them having to leave their vocations. Yeah. I think there's a lot of advantage to that. Um, so I really appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, to- totally agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Um, one of the things, and we, we just have like these certain commitments mm-hmm. with our church, and you're talking about language, like these are these are things that we're just trying to be committed to. One of the things is just intentional simplicity. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because we want to see more churches planted, or we want to see churches revitalized, whichever of the two. Um, and we also want to send guys out to do that work. And if, if the bar is set too high, then it almost hinders that. And so, and just practically, me being bivocational, there's just less that I can do. Mm-hmm. And so if, we're, if things are simple, then they're more attainable. And that's not to say that if it's not simple, then it's wrong or anything like that. It's just the unique situation that we're in. We have to be committed to being simple. It's okay. Mm. Otherwise... We're all going to get burnt out real quick. Yeah. And so, yeah, to your point, I'd love to see more guys doing that. And hopefully we'll be able to be a part of that by keeping things simple and letting guys know, like, hey, it's okay to be simple. I just poured my coffee on me. <laughs> so listeners can't see that, but my hand's like third degree burnt yeah. out. I'm, I'm managing it really well. <laughs> I, you are. I would have never known based yeah. on your... <laughs> I, man, I love that. I, I love that bec- because it activates the whole body of Christ. Like so many pastors, like I have a really good friend who's looking for a, a position for ministry, 
And he keeps sending me these things that are kind of laying out the job descriptions. And when I read the job descriptions of some of these positions, I'm like, dude, what are you, when are you going to sleep? You know what I mean? Right, right. So that intentional simplicity that activates the whole body of Christ, yeah. you know, I think is really powerful. And then simple things multiply a lot easier than complex things. And yeah. if your heart's multiplication, yeah. and I love that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So as you think about bi, uh, bivocational uh, planting, maybe what are some uh, blessings that you've kind of seen in doing that? And maybe what are some challenges that you've had yeah. since you guys have planted? Yeah, so blessings, man, it's just, it's it's good to be around non-believers consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, helps me speak their language. It's easy to, especially like when I was in, in seminary, um, they always warned us against like, hey, just don't be in the seminary bubble because you've got to be, one, involved with the local church um, just for the health of your soul and just because that that's just healthy for a Christian. Uh, but then, two, be involved in your community. Don't just be between seminary and your church. Be involved in your community. Get get a a job in the marketplace, whatever you need to do so that you can continue to, to take these things to the marketplace, take these things to people who need to hear it. Um, and so me being in a bivocational role where day in, day out, I'm interacting consistently with people with a different worldview is helpful. Mm-hmm. So that that's definitely a blessing. Um, one of the challenges is just, I mean, low-hanging fruit here is just time. Uh-huh. There's just a lot to do, especially in a church planning context where you're filling out reports and you're trying to create stuff for um, marketing or so so to speak, or you're trying to get the sermon audio up on the website, trying to edit the website, put the events on the website, all kinds of stuff. I was just talking with one of our one of our leaders yesterday. We had a meeting. He's like, I want you to list out the things that you're doing right now. <laughs> and it was kind of eye opening. Good so, for him. Well, because yeah, because Challenge it was you with that. It was like, oh shoot! Like, I'm I'm doing a lot. Like, we print off the bulletins Saturday night, staple, fold, like all of them. We have to adjust what's in there. I mean, there's just a lot of things that go into it, and if you're not careful, it takes over everything. So that's definitely one of the challenges. I met with a pastor uh, once, and he um, he was a pretty influential guy. Like three campuses of his church. Our church plant was three and a half years old. And I reached a point in my leadership where I was like, man, something's got to give. And I didn't have the self-awareness or clarity to know what it was. Mm-hmm. So I scheduled a meeting with him and drove an hour and a half and and said, you know, you, you got to help me. And he came in and I was editing an announcement presentation for yeah. Sunday service. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm, I'm just doing some work. He's like, what kind of work? And I was like, I'm oh, just working on some stuff while I waited for you. He's like, no, no, tell me what you're doing right now. <laughs> you yeah, know, he wanted yeah. to know the specifics. So I told him, he's like, all right, listen, man. He said, "There's, you, you're the pastor, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. There's so many, only so many things that just you can do mm-hmm. as the pastor. Yeah. Everything else, somebody else can do. Yeah. He's like, you got to figure that out. And dude, that was the first, we had even gotten into our meeting and I was like, that guy just changed my life in the first <laughs> yeah. like 30 seconds. But I do think as a planter, man, you're the janitor, you're the, you're the, the, the speaker, the, you're the marketing department, mm-hmm. you're, you're the finance department, you have all these yep. hats that you wear. And so if, yeah, if you, I love that your team member was like, what are you doing? Yeah. How can we help you? You know, yeah, it was, that, it good. was so encouraging. Yeah. It was so Especially Bivo. 
you know, yeah. just don't have that time to give 40 hours of plus a week to the deep nitty gritty of church planting, nor should you, if you do right, you, yeah. you know, get the body involved. That's yeah. really good. That's powerful. Yeah. 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 And so not to put you on the spot, but I was just thinking, cause we're doing L one and our, our topic this week was on rest. So mm. I'm just curious thinking about all yeah. that. How do you rest as a Bible? That's the question planter? of the year. <laughs> um, two, two kids, two yeah, young yeah. kids, two you kids, got, you got a few things going well, on. You, you have three kids. You have a church plan. That's your thing. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I was actually talking cause what we have is we have, um, an advisory board that was kind of established when we first started having some interest meetings and realized that this thing was going to go somewhere, um, by God's grace. And they said, we're going to have an advisory board of outside pastors in the area to help ensure that you, Rob, don't do anything dumb. That's probably wise. Let's make sure we have that in place. And once you get a plurality of elders, then that thing can dissolve. So I was actually talking with this advisory board. Um, I don't know. It was probably a month or two ago. And I'm talking to them about, guys, I'm feeling like some hints of burnout here and it's hitting me a lot quicker than what I had expected it to be. And it's a lot darker than what I had expected it to be. It's like, so how do you guys combat that? How do you guys address that when you feel it? And one of the good pieces of advice was, it was all really good advice. One of the things that really stuck to me was making sure that I have time to do the things I think are fun, like to have a hobby so right now, that thing is Thursday mornings I get to play basketball. Mm. Like that, no matter how f- far behind on stuff or whatever, like I get to go play basketball Thursday mornings. And then some rhythms that we've established in our families to try and ensure that Saturday I'm not doing mm. any church stuff. Now, we don't do that perfectly, but Saturday used to be like, a, okay, now this day we're going to get caught up with it's everything. catch-up day. <laughs> yeah, and my yeah. wife was like, Let's change this. <laughs> this is the junk drawer of your work <laughs> every week. You exactly. Know, and when you work Monday through there. Friday, absolutely, like take Saturday and yeah. fill it up. Your family's like, "What the heck?" Yeah, man. Yeah. And so my wife graciously was Danielle was like, "Hey, let's let's just tweak this a little bit." Yeah. And so, yeah, to answer your question, we try to have that one day where there's very little that has to get done, if anything, um, and then throughout the week, Thursday mornings, I get to play basketball. It's great, man. Yeah, really awesome. good. I love the advisory board idea. I served on one of those for a church planter uh, once, and we ended up helping their church buy property before he had elders, Wow, which is crazy. Yeah, they, they didn't intend on doing that that soon, but they got a great offer on one. And I, I love the idea. I wish more planters would do that, have a group of guys before there's really who you, you don't know who you have for leadership. Very few church plants start with elders. Yeah, right. That are, we, we did that in our church plant. We were one of the exceptions, but a lot of circumstances around that. So creating a board like that, that especially, and man, I appreciate your vulnerability, like going to them and saying, I'm feeling this, help me. That's, I'm really. Yeah, I think there's that. longevity in yeah. that humility and that vulnerability to be able to go and be this early, be like, yep, I'm not feeling great right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, by God's grace, it was modeled for me from other guys. And so yeah. be able to see some of those guys just talk about that and, I was able to be like, okay, this, I don't have to feel like a failure at absolutely at church planting or failure at pastoral ministry. If I'm feeling burnout, it's just, I need to be aware of it and mm-hmm. need to make adjustments. And so I need some wisdom, some guys who have experienced that to mm-hmm. speak into that. How do you guys make 
adjustments. Yeah. So that's great. Praise God. Um, so what encouragement would you give somebody who's maybe currently in the marketplace who might be interested? We kind of talked about this person earlier, interested in planting, maybe be a future Covo, Bivo planter. What's some encouragement, advice, thoughts you would give somebody? Yeah. So a piece of advice, and this would be me if I were to talk to myself a few years ago, would be don't run out of the marketplace as soon as you would like to. I long to be in full-time vocational ministry. Like, I long for that. I very much so look forward to it. But now that we're in the throes of church planting, I've been able to see how much of a gift it is to our church, a small church, small budget, to be able to utilize the the funds that we do have for the work of ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Lord, Lord has blessed us in so many ways. Um, but... We've been able to set aside money. We've been able to be generous. We've been able to help folks out. That if I was taking a full-time salary, then that would just not be the case. Um, And not at least in the same degree that it has been. And so, by God's grace, um, I have a flexible situation. um, And it's been a huge blessing to our church Mm. and to the people that our church has been able to minister to in financial ways one way or the other. So I would... I would encourage them not to, don't flee the marketplace too quick. Um, other thing is see see the opportunities around you to have good conversations. Um, that's not to say that you're going to be leading someone to Jesus every week or something like that. Don't put that kind of pressure on yourself, but find ways to connect relationally with the people that God has placed around you and have the long term in mind. You know, hey, be present in this person's life. And then when something happens, they may come to you with a question or they may come to you with some advice. Um, and then the last thing is like, just recognize that God has not made any mistakes here. Mm-hmm. God in his providence has set you, he's uniquely made you and uniquely placed you for the unique opportunities that you're going to get here. Mm-hmm. And trust that the Lord's timing to, if he allows you to be in full-time vocational ministry, like that will come at the right time. Mm-hmm. And right now there's a reason not to be cliche, but there is a reason why the Lord has placed you here in this place, in this job, with the people that are around you, and there's various life circumstances and life stages. Don't overlook that. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking about the fact that I feel like sometimes pastors are a little out of touch with like what actually happens mm, yeah. in the marketplace. Yeah. And as you're talking, I just reminded like you have such a unique opportunity in that as you're talking to people in your church, you are also experiencing the same things that they are um, at the same time. And you know what it's like to witness to somebody at your work and what that kind of that tension and things like that are like. And so I think that's a really unique and cool place to kind of be able to be in, especially as an early church planter. Yeah. It's, it's definitely had its, had its gifts. And you know, the strain of time that it takes for you to give to the church and, so when you're asking people to do stuff, you're asking from a place of trying to balance a full-time job in the church. And so I, yeah. I think a lot of yeah. vocational ministry people forget that this is my job. I do this all the time, but that's not ever, that's not anybody else in the church, you know? And right. so if they're working Monday through Friday and you ask them to come clean out the church on a Saturday, well, mm-hmm. that, that cost them that day you were talking about, yeah. you know? So just to be careful how we ask and things. I don't know. I just think there's a lot of, a lot, a lot of good from that too. Yeah, I mean, and one of the benefits was that so we just had we had our second member meeting last a couple Sundays ago, 
And one of the gifts was that because we had been going at this, at least our first interest meeting was March 11, 2020. Okay. And literally two weeks, just under two <laughs> weeks after that, the whole state shut down. Yeah. So we're like, what the heck, what are we going to do? Yeah. Um, but from that first interest meeting all the way up till even today when we're recording this, that I have not been paid $1 by the church. Mm. Now the church did just approve. They voted in for me to be paid on a part-time basis. But one of the things that was helpful was that they, they saw me do that for a year mm-hmm. without taking anything. They, they know that I'm not doing this for the money. Yeah. They know that I'm doing it because I love them. I want to shepherd them well. I want to see them grow as a disciple and make more disciples. Mm-hmm. And we see in Scripture just the value of having someone um, be able to invest more time because they don't have to have a job outside of the church. Mm-hmm. And the church has kindly said, like, we want to get you there. We see the value in it. We're grateful for you doing it for, for nothing. And we know you love us. Like you've made it clear, not only with your words, but with your actions. And now that ask of getting me from zero to full time is a lot easier of an ask. Yeah. Because we've had a year of not just not getting paid. Wow. Yeah. Our, um, Regional director for Sin Network in the Midwest is Matt Mars, and Matt uh, is—it's really cool. Their church has no paid pastors. Mm, yeah, he and about three or four others of them kind of share the responsibilities of maybe what one pastor would do full time, yep. and they do share the teaching, share the responsibilities. And I—I I think even there's a place in this conversation for more church planting models that include a plurality of even, you know, elders, yeah, but maybe even a plurality of kind of pastors who who kind of share that responsibility. And, I mean, one of the fun things about what I get to do is here, I don't even work at LifePoint. <laughs> he doesn't even go here. <laughs> you know? He pays you guys rent, though, right, for the for office? Staff meetings. No, he doesn't even do that. What? Why I know. are you here? I know. You just need to create some, like, fake invoices, put LifePoint's logo I mean, on it, drop them in his mailbox. I have an office. I help with the teaching. I go to the staff meetings, but... It's kind of cool because I don't I don't do any of that for money for here. Yeah. You know? So it is kind of fun for me to get to serve the church without taking anything. Yeah. There is something I think really fun and rewarding about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I think that'd be cool to have more church planning models around that idea. Uh, so yeah. I might be onto something there. <laughs> well, and I mean, just not to be the Debbie Downer in the room, but like. Christianity in America is becoming less of a popular thing. Mm-hmm. And so planting churches has its challenges. And it's, I mean, I'm not a prophet, nor am I the son of a prophet. <laughs> However, <laughs> I would imagine that it's going to get more difficult mm-hmm. as the culture tends to go further away from a Christian worldview. Yeah, And so it's going to be more important for folks to be able to have a marketplace skill yeah. or that's sitting at a desk or a trade mm. To be able to, okay, we can pay our bills, we can take, I can take care of my family, um, and we can also create a new outpost of gospel proclamation in the city. Yeah. And so to have that is is going to be maybe not necessary, mm-hmm. but it's going to be more important as the years go on. Yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah, Rob, thanks so much for your time, man. This has been great. We're yeah. really really excited about you guys, what you're doing planning Citizen Kane Church and uh, I mean Citizen, I mean, Citizen Church and uh, just thankful to have you in the city and, yeah. Yeah. thank you brothers 
Thanks for checking out today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And remember, every church is a multiplying church in the making.